my second skill developed just from being in business, which is was really the practice of doing a lot of things inefficiently. this is chris reynolds and welcome to the entrepreneur house podcast the entrepreneur house is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world if you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com and now on to today's episode Today, podcast listeners, we have the founder of Thank God I, John Castagnini, on the show. Thank God I is a movement that John started to help people understand the value of appreciation in all circumstances. When you visit thankgodi.com, you will see quotes from people that say things like, Thank God I have cancer. Thank God I was abused. Thank God I was raped. And thank God I was a heroin addict. Quotes like these can be very shocking to people. And one might say to themselves, How can someone thank God that they were raped? John wants all people to become aware of the empowerment of being appreciative of all events that happen in our lives, and he has many stories from people who can be a testament to this. Thank God I features many stories of people who have incredible challenges in their lives and use those challenges to empower themselves to become better. I first ran into John when he was speaking in a conference in Northern California. His speech was incredible and very inspirational. Needless to say, he had the crowd on the edge of their seats and is why I wanted to get him on the show. I believe the inspiration that he wants to give to the world has created a movement to truly help others while building a business at the same time. He's a perfect example of how this is possible. And without further ado, here's today's guest, John Castanini. Welcome to the show, John. How are you? And thanks for being I'm here. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Very cool. And you're calling in from New York today. Is that correct? I am, yes. So let's jump on to the show. You and I first met back in California in 2013 at the Psy Ranch. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. It was a lovely event. Yeah, it was very cool. I was really inspired by some of the things you said and the mentality that you had, which I thought was very empowering. So I wanted to share that. So let's jump into you, where you come from, and how you became the entrepreneur that you are today. Well, it's, it's, it seems so many moons ago, Chris, you know? <laughs> I've been fortunate to be uh, working for myself for the last 23 years since I'm 23, um, but it's definitely been a roller coaster, mm-hmm. you know, like like most of pe- most people's rides out there, right? Right. So, uh, my formal degree is in biology. I went to chiropractic school. Um, all by the time I was 23 years old, I was not far from my doctorate at 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I decided, I really didn't want to. Um, work on people's backs all day, which is kind of, you know, important as a chiropractor, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe I should have thought that one out a little better. <laughs> I was fairly young when I went in, but I, I very much valued learning and what I got out of the experience. It was, it was pretty amazing. One of the things I discovered that it was that most dis-ease within the body system was related to dis-ease within the mind. Mm. And so I, uh, at that point, I decided I wanted to pursue... Uh, more of a understanding on how to um, evolve one's mind to being who they'd love to be and creating what they would love to create. How long did you stay a chiropractor for? Oh, I was nine months from my doctorate. So I was actually there for a couple of years. Okay. And you were working for yourself at the age of 23. What were some of the first businesses that you started? Well, in the world of seminars, mainly I did events. I was doing events with people like Dr. Wayne Dyer and people like that in the market. And I would, uh, at that point, I wanted to really learn. So I was, uh, when I say doing them, I mean, I'd be filling them. 
and then paying them and then either uh, making money or losing money, Chris. <laughs> How did you get plugged into the personal development world and events like this? Well, I, I've been involved. I was early on. It was, I started running when I was a kid, just exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got very heavily involved in the martial arts. So I did a lot of combat fighting growing up and a lot of weightlifting and where I grew up at the time, it was all about sports. So I was extremely br- drawn towards of developing physical health, which eventually led to developing mental health. Mm-hmm. So uh, that became, it was my pursuit ever since I've been young. And I've been straight in the mental development, conscious and development, thought, pro- uh, thought development, and well, online media field since then in the world of personal development and inspiration. Uh, I focused in on... Uh, the area of emotions, because I discovered that it was people's imbalanced emotions Mm. that were really the key to them addressing in order for them to shift their lives. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Of course, I think a lot of people avoid emotions as part of a mechanism to feel safe and comfortable. What's one of the biggest things you think people do with their emotions or emotionally to stop them from moving forward? Well, in one respect, Chris, everyone's moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are. are. Um, we're already doing what we're supposed to be doing in this very moment. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it could often not feel that way, um, or we could not be conscious of how we're moving forward, or we could not – we we could – not feel that we're maximizing it or being most efficient at it. Now, um, awareness is the first the step to bringing it to bringing yourself to the conscious place where you are practicing it. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, hey, I'm 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 aware of what my patterns are. I'm I'm taking time to study them, to understand them, to transcend them. Um, so the first step becomes it, it being something that, oh, I'm aware that this really is what dictates my destiny. So the first step is actually becoming aware. Mm-hmm. And then what would you tell an individual once they become aware of their emotions and their maybe their resistance to the emotions, what would be next? Well, it's more or less becoming aware of uh, where they are in their lives at this point. Um, where are they um, inspired? Where are they not inspired? Where are they dissatisfied? What area of their life? It's not the same for everyone. I mean, uh, I, I know we're focusing our interview, our interview around vocation, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it could be that they're unsatisfied in their family or in their relationships. And what, so I, I, I help them hone into the areas where they're dissatisfied so that they can address that area and improve that area of their lives. Did you learn this from personal development seminars or just trials and errors in your own life? It's, it's a... It's a uh, it's a lifelong journey, really, Chris. Okay. Um, when I was, I was very, uh, I've been very attracted to music and writing since I'm a teenager. Mm-hmm. Very involved. I did produce a music CD. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I did use some of the best musicians out there, only to help myself make uh, sound a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when I was being, when I was 16 years old, I heard a quote in a a, a lyric in a John Lennon song. He said. People are crazy, lost in confusion. I tell them there's no problems, there's only solutions. And that really struck me because I was looking around and I said, why do you mean there's only solutions? There seems to be a lot of problems everywhere. Mm. 
And so I, I was like, that doesn't make too, too much sense. I don't get it. But I, I know there's something that's here. I knew that there, he was on to something. And, mm-hmm. and then I heard another lyric by Paul Simon, and I'm dating myself here a bit. Um, and I speak to some, quote, kids. Uh, and I ask them who Paul Simon is, and they don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're not clear. But the quote he said anyway was more important. He said, the thought that life can be better is woven indelibly in our hearts and in our brains. So I was like, wait a minute. You know what? Maybe things aren't supposed to be better than they actually are. And everything is the way it's supposed to be. And, okay, then that means what? What does that mean? Oh, it's my own emotional illusions that I'm caught in. So it was, it's been a lifelong journey with uh, many mentors along the way that became friends. Very nice. So let's jump into Thank God I and the movement that you're creating. Sure. What I discovered, Chris, was that when people, when we take the time to bring ourselves to a place of appreciation for what is as it is, we gain greater insight into who we are. We gain insight into what we would love to do. We get flashes of inspiration. We become in tune with our divinity. And this state is a state that we pass through as we go through these emotional roller coaster ride, this, these highs that we have in life and these lows that we have in life. Mm-hmm. And as we go along life, we have things that come in to our lives that challenge us and we have all kinds of emotions about them, right? So, and, and some of them are really deep, deeper than others when we have those big tragedies, right? Or those great fantasies yeah. balancing each other out, actually. Um, so, um, my mom passed away when, uh, this was now over 12 years ago, and I was already very deeply involved doing seminars, helping people balance their emotions, you know, consulting, speaking, writing, um, and, you know, having success in that world. But then my mom died and I was like, oh, this is your big test. I realized that, wow, because I was really pissed and angry. Mm. And so it took me to step back and say, okay, John, it's time to walk your walk. You're getting your biggest challenge now. And I spent three weeks alone doing the work that I did with others to um, balance out all my emotions so I can bring myself to a place of presence uh, and be able to say, well, I'm thankful for this. And part of the reason I did that, Chris, was this. I knew because the teachings were basically based around this. Everything is the way it's supposed to be, perfect the way it is. Mm. Just right. But I, it wasn't feeling so perfect. So I said, listen, either you're full of poop, right? Yeah. <laughs> or there's a perfection in this. So I made sure that I spent the time finding that. And that's where I began. That's, that was the beginning of the Thank God I journey. Is there anything you could share with maybe some exercises or some things that you did during those three weeks with the audience? Yeah, sure, sure, Chris. Yeah, like one of the things, you know, I did was like I found like, okay, so I, you know, energy or matter isn't created, destroyed. First law of thermodynamics, energy conservation of energy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Energy or matter isn't created, destroyed. Now we're energy, all of us, right? Everything's energy. So so I was like, oh, your mom's not created destroyed so okay where is she now so i listed out 327 different qualities in my mom and then i looked for where they were in my field of vision and i found every single one of them wow so that was like one of the exercises i did because i know that whenever i thought something was missing that was an illusion in my own mind i just wasn't honoring the transformation wow I want to come back to this, but I want to talk a little bit more about Thank God I right now. 
you had this moment in your life with your mom passing and then working on yourself to be grateful for uh, for it because it was on purpose. And then you decided to help other people? Or Well, what happened was uh, I had a, an amazing experience with okay. the, that I went through for these three weeks. I think it's important. I, I should probably share that here. Yeah. I um, After I did this for three weeks, you know, all this balancing of emotions, I came to a point of presence and I said, okay, you feel inspired. You feel like you've healed this. You feel okay like you've healed this to a place of presence. Well, at that very moment, I went to a restaurant and at the restaurant, I met a woman. Um, my girlfriend just flew in at the time and we went to a restaurant and I meet a woman in the parking lot. Her name was Lorraine. Now, my mom was also Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of weird. I did all this work to become present with her, and here I am with Lorraine. Well, the woman's also 56 years old. My mom just passed away at 56. Mm. Now, the woman's smoking a cigarette and drinking a cup of coffee, Chris, just like my mom. She lived on cigarettes and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the woman's from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. So, like, now, what are the chances I just manifested? Lorraine is 56 from Brooklyn, New York, smoking a cigarette, drinking a cup of coffee. I, I knew that those chances didn't really exist. But then I turned around to my girlfriend. I said to her, I guarantee you this woman's birthday is January 9th. And I then looked at Lorraine. I stared into her eyes and I said, Lorraine, when's your birthday? And she stared through my eyes and she said, January 9th. Why? Wow. Now, that wasn't even her birthday. My mom's birthday was the day she passed. So my point, Chris, was, uh, well, as you might imagine, my girlfriend looked at me like I was a little out of (laughs) How the heck is and she goes, what happened? Well, I said, and I, 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 it came out a few years ago. I did a film that was included with the Dalai Lama where I share what happened in that moment was I was present. I realized life and death are all happening right now. Everything is eternally present. So I allowed myself to be present in the moment. And I realized, so that was the moment I wrote my Thank God I story, Chris. Mm-hmm. Now I realized, you know what? I'm not the only person that goes through these things. You know, we all go through these roller coasters and we all pass through these moments of presence. So I said to myself, well, you know, there's a lot of people that you could help other people by sharing their thank God I stories. And that was the beginning of the company. And what year was that? Oh, this was 2007, 10 years ago. And I'm sure you've come across numerous, numerous stories since that moment. What has been the most impactful story for you besides your own? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> One of them was uh, this uh, this kid. He was 17 years old, and he um, he wrote a story. Uh, his name's Ben Underwood, and he wrote a story. Thank God, I'm blind. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was blind his whole life, and. He really expressed how he was able to see the world in a way that where in speaking with so many other people, they weren't able to see the world inside of themselves so clearly, but he was able to see Mm. the world inside of himself so clearly in what, in the way he was helping people, he was able to show that. And um, I mean, he did something called echolocation where he would make this sound like 
these clicks mm-hmm. and he would use the vibrational sounds and he would be he'd ride a bicycle he could shoot a basketball it was wow. absolutely yeah absolutely astounding what he was able to do using sound and uh so his story and then when he i called him up after i read his story because it was in my you know it's in our catalog mm-hmm. and he passed away oh yeah, he passed away right after, right before I called him. So I thanked his mother and everything. But that was definitely one of the most impactful stories because it's touched a lot of people's lives in terms of what's possible. You have a lot of really cool stories on the Thank God I website. And so there was one on there that I read about a young girl that had cancer. Do you mind if I share a bit of it? Oh, no, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So the last paragraph, it says, I, th- I thank God for cancer and for allowing me to reach a place in myself that I don't think would have been possible without this experience. I'm now 23, so she went through cancer twice, I believe, and also had kidney failure in in about a year's time. I'm now 23 and feel that I've stepped into my skin proudly and have felt an inner peace that many don't feel later in life. And I've heard this from many cancer survivors that cancer was one of the biggest gifts that they had ever had in their lives. And I'm wondering, John, if maybe there's two or three tips that you could give to the listeners if somebody's out there that, that really they're having a really hard time overcoming a, a severe incident that happened in their life, some steps they could do to kind of start to process that and become appreciative. Sure, Chris. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. I remember that story. That was Cassandra. I actually uh, went out and uh, flew out to the hospital to spend some time with her. Um, she's an amazing young lady. It's first about the trying to sit with the pain, right? What is the pain that you're experiencing, the challenge that you're experiencing? If Write down succinctly what exactly are you experiencing. You know, there's 5,000 different emotions, Chris. Mm -hmm. So try to discern those emotions, become distinct in defining what those emotions are. So pretend it is something that you're feeling lonely, right? So that might be one of them. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, well, what does it mean that I'm feeling lonely? Where do you feel that in your body? What does loneliness feel like? And then ask yourself, well, what's the opposite of feeling lonely? And maybe that you're feeling comforted, let's just say. Um, then you could ask yourself, well, what am what are the advantages do I, do I get out of experience this loneliness? What are some of the things that I bring into my life as a result of experiencing this loneliness? What do I get out of it? What do I get out of running this pattern? And you could ask yourself, like, are you getting financial help? Are you getting to connect with other people? Are you getting to explore art? Are you creating something? Are you drawing something? What are you doing as a result of that pain. See, the illusion is that we can get more pleasure than we can get pain in our lives. And in the present moment, both actually exist equally. So it's easy to forget in the illusion of the moment when we experience these illusion of emotions that, that, there's, that we're away from center point, that we're not present, And that we're actually using these, quote, negative emotions to experience the illusion of their opposite, these positive emotions, and that they're both not actually true. Hmm. 
So by first discerning what they are clearly and then stepping back and looking at them from the vantage point of understanding how you're using them to serve you in your life, how are you using this pattern of thought in your life to get things, what's the opposite pattern that you're creating in the opposite direction? And then seeing of how they're of service, Chris, you start to be able to bring them to balance. You start to be able to bring them to balance because instead of just running the pattern where before, let's say you're pain, in pain over being lonely, you might do what? I don't know. Look at porn. Um, you know, look at something that's going to get you high. Eat something, gamble, take a drug, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, in order to, to escape the, un, uh, the uncomfortableness of that pain, of that emotion. Mm-hmm. Next time, sit with it. Explore it. See what you're getting out of it. Bring it to balance. And what happens is in the process, you elevate your consciousness, and you, that's how you break the pattern of repeating it. Now... I've seen this a lot amongst entrepreneurs, how they use work and their business to check out of their emotions and what's happening. I'm sure you've experienced some of that personally in your life, but also seen that with others. For example, say say you have entrepreneurs that are workaholics, right? An entrepreneur that's a workaholic, and this person's engaged in his business, uses his phone, uses his business as excuses to escape the things that are really important in life, family, friends, relationships, and even fixing burned bridges. And it's easy to say, let's sit with the emotions, but what about what about the people that aren't aware that they're doing that? What kind of suggestions or advice or recommendations would you give them? Well... I can't really help the people that don't want to become aware that they're doing it, right? Um, but the real question, Chris, that I get out of from, uh, I ask myself in listening to what you just said is, we have to just, you know, really discern what a alcoholic, a workaholic is. Mm-hmm. If you're working from a place where your work is your highest value, and that's truly what you'd love to do, and that's your inspiration and that's where you want to focus your energy and attention, mm-hmm. then that's fine. That's who you are. Because there's no right value system. Everyone's got a different value systems. Right. What's important to one person isn't important to another person. So as it, the real question is to check in if you're in line with your vision, your mission, and purpose clearly and performing from a place of inspiration in what you're doing as opposed to uh, just doing it from a place of desperation in order to escape things. How are some ways that you could recognize that in yourself? Say, for example, a person's working away at their business, relationships are deteriorating, and say they truly believe that they're really destined to do this work in this business that they're working on, but other parts of their lives are failing. Well, if if you're saying, if they're failing, though, Chris, Mm -hmm. um, Changing? Is it failing? Is it changing? Mm. Um, is it that when you're judging that failing, is it coming from a place of uh, there's emotional attachment to those things still and there's a fear of losing them? That That's the key. How do you discern the difference? Right. You become clear 
in understanding your vision, your mission, and your purpose for your life in all seven areas, and you continuously check in to see if you're acting from a place of desperation mm-hmm. or you're acting from a place of elation, desperation, or inspiration. Great stuff. Okay, we need to jump into the subject of building a business that's in alignment with their, their true vision or what they feel like is right for them as opposed to people building a business first and feeling like they have to keep those two subjects separate, which is exactly what you did with Thank God I. And for those that are out there that believe that they need to keep those two ideas separate, what would you say to them? That nature doesn't repeat itself and that we all have a unique vision, mission, and purpose on this planet. Um, The Greeks had something called teleology, the study of the teleos. And that what that refers to is the study of someone's purpose. And in biology, there's the study of something called telomeres, which the telomeres they look, is actually the, a unit within our cellular structure that refers to um, our life, extension actually what scientists are trying to do is extend our telomeres with with the belief that they could actually extend our the experience our experience of living but the bottom line becomes that when we tap into our uniqueness our purpose our vision our mission the alignment of our higher self we activate the um, prefrontal cortex transcendent to the limbic system and the other structures in the emotional lobe. And in expanding our ability to enlighten our prefrontal cortex, we become creative geniuses and we become in tune and align our higher mind and our heart. And we become in tune with a purpose that is transcendent to the illusion of our emotional fluctuations in space and time. So we literally, we literally access our creativity and our unique genius that way. Now, taking that inspiration and that genius and then channeling it into a business, and, which is you know, an exchange of services, a company, a brand, product, services, is its own art. But the genius is what creates a business. If you think about any of the world's most successful businesses that have been around over time, right? They, there's a great idea. There's a, there's a great idea that's of great service to a great many amount of people in order for any business to be a tremendous business. Right? Right? So and and th- what happened was that that business, that great idea, got channeled into a product service system, an organization, in order to be of great service. Right. So we all harbor those abilities. So we're gonna we're gonna get our greatest um, manifestation by discovering and following our greatest ideas. Mm, that's powerful. You guys are also offering education and courses and books and consultations. If somebody comes to a consultation with you, John, what what could they expect? 
they could expect me to find out whether or not they should be in a consultation with me in the first place. It's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> uh, what, what I do is I, I really look to be of service where I can be of tremendous value. I discern, I, I, I ask them, what is the goal? You know, what is the goal of what they're looking to accomplish? What is their history? What are, their, what are the challenges they're experiencing? Why would they love to achieve this goal? And then based upon them sharing that with me, then I discern whether or not um, I'm an appropriate fix, uh, appropriate uh, match to be able to be of service to them. Now, if they, uh, where I tend to be of service, of the greatest service is in really two different areas. One area is the evolution of their consciousness. My expertise is really finding imbalanced perceptions and emotional patterns and then showing someone how to find them and address them and transcend them. Wow. And now those emotional patterns run in finances. They run in relationships. They run in vocation. They run in every area of our life. The question is not if we have them. The question is how aware of you are them and how fast can you balance to evolve yourself in that area of your life? So my skill is really in showing, helping them, A, become aware of the patterns faster, and then B, how to balance out their emotions so that they can transcend those patterns. That's my first skill. Um, my second skill developed just from being in business, which is, was really the practice of doing a lot of things inefficiently. and continuously growing and learning and, and, and moving from a place of uh, getting to a place where I really finally understood what it meant to be an owner and a CEO and a president of a company, mm -hmm. which, which is its own journey. Uh, so, okay, I am this person. I have this great idea. What's the, you know, how do I create a business model? What's the infrastructure? What are the systems I need? How do I manage? What do I do? What do I delegate? What should I do first? You know, what's my brand about? What's the, you know, all of the things that go into actually building an organization. I, I actually enjoy doing that. Is there anything else you'd like to share about Thank God I before we wrap it up? Anything else I'd like to share about Thank God I? Mm -hmm. Well, what I'd really like to share with, with everyone listening is that deep inside every single one of us exists this unique mission that we can tap into, our vision and our purpose, if, we, uh, if it becomes a habit to do it. I still wake up every morning, Chris, and make sure I'm in tune with who I am, what I'd love to be so that I'm listening. What is the universe sending me? What are the conversations happening around me? When am I having these emotional addictions that are relations and depressions and moving? When am I moving from a lower place of presence? When am I moving from a place of presence? You know, like you've seen those performers that perform in the zone and they uh, perf uh, perform incredible feats in the zone, like mm -hmm. winning a Super Bowl, right? You've seen those, Chris? Right, definitely. It, 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 every one of us owe it to ourselves to hone the skill in so that we could perform in the zone on a continuous basis and then maxim in the process maximize all the people, places, and resources around us that allow us to continuously perform from that place of being in the zone. Mm. And we all have the ability to do that if we take the time and we make it a priority to learn how to do that. I love it. And what a perfect way to end the podcast. John, what's the best place that uh, listeners can get a hold of you at? 
Uh, they could reach the email, which is at john, J-O-H-N, dot, C-A-S-T-A-G-N-I-N-I, john, dot, castagnini, at thankgodi.com. John, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and advice to everybody listening today. And listeners and John, we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Chris. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those that are in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year we have three different events, a three-day productivity weekend in different cities all around the world, a two-week all-inclusive retreat for entrepreneurs with six-figure businesses. This will be full of workshops, masterminds, and adventure. Then a four-week event in Chiang Mai, Thailand for established entrepreneurs, also full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. These events will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested in have some questions be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact we will respond as soon as possible for now saludos from somewhere in the world